From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this edition of Hand Raised Guys, presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I'm Neil McCready. Today on the show, Tyler Siski, the CEO of Quick U Recruiting. You guys know him as a former Ole Miss staffer, former Alabama staffer. He's kicking ass with Quick U. We might talk about that a little bit because he's adding some pretty high-profile um, clients, I guess is the word I'm searching for, uh, over the course of the last few months and weeks. So we might talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, betting odds. We're going to get you some bargains. You, the bet online um, – BetOnline.com has the odds for winning the SEC championship. And I know everyone picks Alabama and Georgia, and those are the safe picks. But there's some bargains out there in the event that there are an upset and you've got 10 bucks, 100 bucks laying around looking to um, roll the dice a little bit on a lottery pick. There might be some good ones available for you. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, which teams in the country all have their quarterback, head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator back and – why that might be a, a big deal for certain teams, especially early in the season. And then we might talk a little NIL as well, as Tyler's got some strong thoughts on on NIL. We'll get to all that in just a minute. First, I want to tell you, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. You may have noticed it's getting warm outside. Um, here's a safe prediction for you. It's going to continue to get warmer. You uh, want your AC to be working in tip-top shape. You want to make sure that Freon's t- uh, capped off. You want to make sure that uh, you don't have a problem looming. So I would suggest that you get in touch with the people at Comer Heating and Air. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, that area, 662-801-1777. And if you live in Memphis, Hernando, DeSoto County, that area, get in touch with the people at Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 662-429-4429. Uh, we're both in the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. Get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. And uh, guests, including Tyler Siski, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to grab a po' boy, an appetizer, a burger. Um, great beer selection, full bar, more. Go in. You can catch up on college baseball, the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, whatever the case may be. Uh, get out of the heat for a minute. Have a cold one. And um, enjoy the food and service at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. And again, don't forget Rafters in New Albany as well. So I'm going to shift scenes here. There's Tyler Siski of Quick Recruiting, the CEO there. Tyler, how are you? Good to have yeah, I'm you. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Glad to have you with us. Uh, real quick, tell people what's going on at Quick U because you're adding some – you've been busy. A lot of meetings, adding some clients. Things are taking off. Been busy. Got a 9 11 one Three and four thirty today. So busy, busy. Uh, been adding some good schools, a lot of SEC schools lately. Uh, rolling. I mean, we're you know basically in a nutshell, uh, we're additional help in the recruiting department, some consultations, and built a software. Uh, it's kind of hard to describe to people who don't haven't worked in the world, but uh, just basically have really 
legitimately put uh, a software together that's been the first time that anybody's ever done it that's actually worked in the business and understand and 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 solve the problems that the people really have inside the building so i think that's a big reason why all right let's get into this so you and i were talking about this yesterday let me use the right screen here on my phone all right here we go bet online give them credit bet that's on I bet by the way that's where you go yeah bitcoin okay. undefeated all right bet online has the odds to win the sec not not the West, not the East, the SEC, the whole the whole the whole shebang, the whole trophy and confetti and all that stuff in Atlanta. Obviously, Alabama is the odds-on favorite, one to one, which means you bet a hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. It's not a lot of fun in that, unless unless you are um, you know just wanting to say, hey, I I predicted this, I picked it, I've got the betting stub to prove it. At which point, cool. I mean, hey, if that makes you happy, go for it. Georgia's five to four, so a little bit more of a chance to win something there, but still. Texas A and M eleven to one. We'll talk about we'll talk about all these teams in a minute. We'll get into this in a minute. I'm just gonna get you the rundown first. Texas A and M eleven to one. Florida and Ole Miss thirty three to one. Kentucky and Tennessee both forty to one. LSU fifty to one. Arkansas and Auburn are sixty six to one. South Carolina is 100 to 1. Mississippi State is 200 to 1. Missouri is 400 to 1. Vanderbilt 500 to 1. That gets you through the uh, through the SEC. So I'll start here, Tyler. Obviously, everyone's picking Alabama and Georgia, and that's probably what's going to happen. But if I told you it wasn't one of them, and you were taking your hundred bucks and putting it down, where's where's your hundred bucks going if the football gods come down and say nope? Neither Alabama nor Auburn win the SEC this year. It's somebody else. You got a chance to make some money here. Where's your money? A and M. I mean, I, to me, all right. So A and M, I guess, is where I, I, I guess I first found value. Right. Um, if, you, if you look at it, look, they've been in recruiting extremely well. You know, okay. NIL incentivized or not, they've been recruiting extremely well for a while. Yeah. Okay. Even before NIL, they were they were doing very well. They got the quarterback, and here, here's the difference. I think last. So who year, is it? King is that King, a, okay? King's the quarterback. All right, we're, we're teasing ourselves if it's anybody. Else. So we didn't see him a lot. I'm, I'm interrupting you real quick. I'm, yep. We didn't see him a lot last year, but we did see a game and a half, and in that game and a half, he wasn't anything special. So what? Where's the optimism on him coming from? I saw him before the. You know, I've, I've seen this kid for years. Sure. So I know what it is. Kind of like the Quinn Ewers kid of Texas. Okay, I, I know what's coming. There's just some talent you just can't deny. And he's got it. Uh, there's a reason he was a starting quarterback last year going into the season as a freshman. He, he's healthy. He's, he's back. But not just him. That's the reason I like him is because last year when they you had a young quarterback, he gets hurt. You know, was it week two maybe? Week two he gets hurt. Yeah. Colorado game, right? Yeah. Went down in the third quarter of Colorado game. All right. So Or second quarter. Then you replace him with another freshman. Yeah, Zach well, Calzada. Now, now you have Max Johnson who's been through the fire. He's played in some big games. He's probably going to be the backup, I imagine. And so you have experience there to build from. So I think they got some depth there that they haven't had before, and Lord knows they got players everywhere else. So I, I, at 11-1, to 1, I'm putting 100 on it. I'll go ahead and let her, I'm putting 100 on that one. Yeah, they were, I think, 6-1 to one to win the SEC West, which told me that Vegas likes them a little bit. Obviously, Vegas thinks Alabama's going to win the West. 
right? I mean, yeah. that's obvious. Right. That's yeah. the easy. That's that's the odds are the odds may be just to be honest about Alabama, they may be that may be a decent value because I wouldn't even have them even money. I have them below that. Yeah, I mean, they, but you know, it's football. Injuries happen. St- things happen. Weird stuff happens. It doesn't seem to happen to Alabama very often, but it it does happen. So there's you know they're gonna play the games. Alabama schedules. We'll get to a couple of teams. You know, like Ole Miss gets Alabama at home. Arkansas gets Alabama at home. Those are two teams that we'll talk about in a minute because two are, to me, I mean, I guess I'm skipping along here. The To me, the the value starts with Ole Miss at 33-1. to 1. I don't like A&M's schedule because they have to go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. That's that's my thing with them is the, you – you got to go to Tuscaloosa. The West is hard. They've got some weird games. I don't think they can go seven and one in the league. Fair. And so, and if you do go seven and one in the league, and your one is to Alabama, you're probably in trouble. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if you go seven and one in the league and you beat Alabama, well, you got a shot because you beat Alabama, and seven and one will get you there because you have the the tiebreak. Yep. Ole Miss gets Alabama at home um, early enough in the – it's been weird. I've, I've had this conversation with so many people about the way Ole Miss's schedule is set up. And I've got some – I think they have some problem spots. Like uh, I think Kentucky's a problem. I think, I think LSU at LSU is potentially a problem. Brian Kelly's a really good coach. Everybody jokes about the dance moves and crap. He's a really good coach. They, they, they've got talent on that roster. He has a terrible accent. But he can coach football. Yeah, he wins everywhere he ever goes. Yep. So he's going to win there. Yep. History says he's going to win there. 100%. And it's it's kind of like Lane Kiffin. Wherever he goes, the offense is going to be good. And right. and it just is. And and um, they got that game. They got Auburn. But Auburn's at home. We'll talk about Auburn in a minute. But Ole Miss has a shot. I don't know how good of a shot, but a shot to be 8-0 when they go to College Station. And by then, if they're 8-0, one would assume – They've kind of figured out the quarterback thing. That's the whole question with me, with Ole Miss. Yeah. All right, is who's playing quarterback? Um, and then of those guys, are they ready? And, you know, Dart gets a lot of attention because he was at USC, but you got to remember how what this kid's age is, right? I mean. Turns 19 this month. <laughs> I mean, there's a, it's not like he was. And, and Luke's the same way. Yeah, Luke's the same way. And, and here's where I'm going to try to be – uh, fair, I guess, is the what I'm trying to say here is, you're not replacing two. You know, he's there's a reason he was the best quarterback in the NFL draft. Okay, and they can say what they want to. We know all the stuff and whatever. It's not here nor there where he failed. But who was the best quarterback playing football in the draft? I 100% am convinced it's Matt Corral. Now I do. I am biased. I have to admit I'm biased. I love the kid. But you don't just replace those guys. Sure. I mean, I don't care who you are. You can't go replace that kind of player. Um, and and last year, we saw a difference when he was in the game and when he wasn't in the game. Market. Big time difference. Sure. Okay, so now you're going to have to rely on other parts of your game to win, you know, replace that and create the wins. So that's where they have – I mean, Georgia Tech, look now, it's early in the season – should win, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Jeff Collins can coach football. Sure. He's a great defensive mind. And so anybody, and, and don't sleep on Summerall coming here with his team too on, on the first because he's a good defensive coach. They're going to take the quarterbacks 
out of I mean everybody else out of the game and force the quarterbacks to beat you until they prove they can. That's what's going to happen early in the season. Yeah, it's it's you're exactly right cuz people are like, "Oh man, they're going to be a running machine." Oh, they have a chance to be. Um Lane's offenses have also been very balanced over yeah. the years, and so he's he's really good at that. But early in the year, especially given all the new faces at wide receivers, the the a new quarterback, whether it's Dart or Altmaier or, or whoever, and I say or whoever somewhat intentionally, um, because I don't I don't think they're through recruiting quarterbacks. I see you being slick over. Yeah. Um, so whoever it is, obviously, if you're Jeff Collins, you're John Summerall. But I, I mean, realistically, it's not Troy. It's it's Georgia Tech that you circle and go. Oof. Well, they're going to give you enough to where you're. They're going to. Expose some issues. Yeah. That's where. That's what I mean by watching. Yeah, I, I make a better. I'm. I'm doing coach speak. So I'll make sure the fans understand. I'm not saying Troy's gonna come in here and beat Ole Miss by three touchdowns, but what happens a lot of times when you play good coaches at lower levels early in the season is they expose weaknesses. Sure. And so then when you go and play a Georgia Tech that may have some better athletes, they can stack on top of that now. Now beat you. And they, what they're going to do is they're going to line up and go, okay, so here's what we're going to do. It's crazy to do this against the Lane Kiffin team, but we're going to do it. We're going to take the run away. Yeah, they're going to we're, play. We're they're going to play man coverage. Yep. They're going to load the box, and they're going and they're going to make you throw the football to beat you. And so, my point is, from a the premise of this is looking for the bargain, right? Mm-hmm. If that happens early, and it will, and they figure it out, a quarterback gets into a routine. I'm not saying you're Matt Corral because they're not going to have a right. Matt Corral, but but produces as effective, doesn't turn the ball over, moves the offense frees up the running game to do what I think the running game can do with Zach Evans back there. All of, a, all of a sudden, you get to the second, to the final third of the season, and now from a winning the SEC, okay, even if you go to A&M and lose, right, if you were to come back, you get that shot at home against Alabama, and just for the sake of this scenario, let's say you do it. Well, then it's at Arkansas, Mississippi State. Those are tough games. And at Fayetteville is going to be difficult. Mississippi State's going to be pretty motivated to win. You've coached in the Egg Bowl. You know how that works. Yep. So it's no guarantees. But if you're looking for a, a flyer, it's a shot. Ole Miss at 33 to 1 is not a terrible bet for 10 bucks. It's not the bet I would make. Yeah. I think they need to be like 70 to 1. I was really shocked when I saw this that they were, I guess, the third. Best West team in here. Um, at thirty-three to one, I'm still, you know, I think there's some down here further that I would I would have put ahead of them based on what they got coming back. Yeah, things. you know where I'm going with my. Yeah, I know. I'm. I don't disagree with you. Um, but for me, again, when it comes, like I think Lane pissed somebody off in the SEC office with the schedule. I mean, oh my! I mean, the like, back third's brutal. The most when it comes to Ole Miss, the most valuable player for Ole Miss this year is going to be Pat Jernigan. Okay, that's the trainer for people that don't know. You're, they're going to have to stay healthy because even though they may have a guy like like a quarterback, you get it dinged up. You're, oh, who's next? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like you, you get dinged up on the offensive line. Who's next? Receiver, who's next? Oh, All legitimate questions. You know, linebacker. Linebacker, who's next? And yeah. so when you play a schedule like that, like that, that, like I said, whoever he pissed off stuck, stuck with him. They're not. I mean, regardless of how good they play, there's not really any way possible they're going to be able to stay healthy in that run. And if they can, 
they, you know, it's who's going to stay the healthiest. But that run that they have in the second half of the season, that's a physical nightmare. That's brutal. And, um, you know, and it's, it could be, it's already going to be bad enough if they were stacked up evenly and everybody was healthy. Yeah. But just not a lot of depth at some places. Um, so Pat Jernigan is going to get his, uh, is going to earn his paycheck this fall. Yeah, because the trip to LSU is physical. The trip to oh, A&M is yeah. physical. Yeah. Alabama is always physical. Arkansas is going to be physical this year. Those are, those are stacked in a row like that. That's real challenging. So they play Kentucky, and who's the other East team? Uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Play them every year. So they get one, but basically every SEC game they play minus one. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be, and, and, and all kidding aside, I mean, if you line up and run it right at Vanderbilt and you, and you give them a stationary target, they'll hit your ass too. But any any SEC game is going to be physical. Um, the Georgia Tech game is going to be physical, okay, whether they like it or they don't. Uh, but you're just going to have to uh, stay healthy and to have a shot in the second half. It could get ugly if they're not healthy. So, uh, But I would have more like 70 to 1. Uh, I'm not, I'm not betting money on them at 33 to 1. If it was 70, I'd put money on them. But not at 33. Before we get to my pick here, um, do you like anything about Florida at 33 to 1? I, I just think I think Billy's going to do a really good job there. I just don't think it's happening in year one. Correct. I I, I love Billy. Um, Billy probably doesn't get as much credit as everybody else because he is a thinker. He's not quiet. I mean, he's not loud and boisterous. He's not a big social media guy. He's not a big interview guy. He doesn't complain a lot. He's kind of like the guy, like your granddad, that doesn't say a lot. But when he says something, you better freaking listen. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. Um, look, they're going to be – and he does not give – it's probably the best fit for Florida fans right now because he could care less what you think about how he recruits and how he runs his program. He's got a little bit of saving in him like that where he's going to do it his way. Um, but he doesn't do it in a uh, asshole kind of way. You know, he does it his, you know, in a nice way, tactful way is probably the best word I can say. He's going to have – they're going to be better. Um, they're going to be well coached. But, look, you know, Mullins had some players there, so they're going to have some talent. It's just a big mystery. Like, if you told me they came out and did well, I'd believe you because I know Billy that well. Yeah. If you told me they came out and they went seven, like where I'm at right now is that seven and five, eight and four kind yeah. of range. Yeah, that's what I think. I kind of buy that too. Yeah. But – I don't see them being a terrible team, but I don't see them winning based on their schedule to the whole league. I think that's a little – the odds, I would I have them kind of in that same – in my mind, kind of like Ole Miss, they're more like 60 or 70 to 1 to me. So Kentucky and Tennessee at 40 to 1. I love Kentucky's schedule. They get Georgia at home. They don't play Alabama. They got State and Ole Miss on the other side, right? Yeah, they got to go to Ole Miss. Quick you want <clears throat> <laughs> they got to go to Ole Miss. They get uh, State there. Yep. I like their team. Now, this Will Levis as a top five NFL pick. Is, CBS came out with a mock yesterday with Will Levis at number one, which obviously means that you're taking Will, Le- Will Levis over both Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. How do you get there? I want to talk to that guy. Like, I just want to talk to people like that and just shake the shit out of them. And, like, what are you thinking? Like, now maybe he, he looks like a genius, but he's literally – I think people look like dumbasses sometimes on these mock drafts just to have people like us talking about them and clicking on it. Well, there's no question it's clickbait. There's no doubt it's to generate discussion. And you put somebody and say, hey, what if you get it right? No one's, People like me get pissed off and fall right in the trap. Yeah, well, we're, we're sitting here talking yeah. about it. But – Good player. He's a good player. Yeah. 
who showed some signs at times last year of being a potentially great player. He's got all the tools. Yeah, he's got the NFL prototype. He's the tool. He looks like an looks NFL like quarterback. It. He was coached by uh, the last coach who came from the NFL, and that's that's the mold that Stoops is going now, right? So he, yeah. he likes to – And he, he replaced that coach. That coach was hired away by the NFL, and he went and got – the same, the, yeah, the same guy, copy, right? Yeah, right. And so, you know, Eddie Grand's a good buddy of mine who Eddie was there before. They, they've had a call, you know, before last year. He's back there now as um, like a special assistant to Coach Stoops. But they had they do a really good job, probably better than anybody in the country. And I'm going, and maybe Cincinnati's up there too with what they got going on right now with Coach Fickle, but of developing players, true player development. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're not terrified of Kentucky on the recruiting trail. You're not. And that's just, I don't give a shit how much NIL money they have. You're not terrified of Kentucky on the recruiting trail. I know there's been a lot of talk and things in the in the media, not true in real life. Okay, okay. so All right. you're not terrified of them on the recruiting trail because they, they, they put a lot of value in the guys and the plan B guys everywhere else. And they find the value. And they've done a remarkable job of evaluating and developing those players. Then you go pop in a transfer portal kid here. That's where they've kind of taken the next step. Yeah. But their culture is impeccable. Yeah, uh, what Stoops has done there. I mean, they should build a statue of him. I mean, I, I think he's the most underrated coach in this league. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question about it. What he's done at Kentucky is remarkable. He's basically taken the Iowa blueprint and he learned it. He played at Iowa, yep. and he's basically turned Kentucky into the Iowa of the of the SEC with a mix of what his brother did at Oklahoma when he first got there. Right. right? So how he flipped the script and all that stuff. So I, I mean, at forty to one. Yeah, I'm putting twenty dollars on Big Blue Nation. I put it. I put twenty on it. Sure. I mean, why not? I don't that's, know if I put a hundred, but I'm going to put twenty. Yeah. On it. No, you're looking for a bargain. You got twenty bucks laying around Kentucky. I mean, by, but, they 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 don't get Georgia until late, which I think is a good thing because yeah. Georgia give Georgia a chance to get beat up a little bit, get Georgia a chance to get exposed, and you get them in a cold weather game probably in in mid November in Lexington. Georgia late's a lot better than Georgia early, and I'll explain that in a minute. But okay, Georgia late's better a whole lot better than Georgia early. Um, and, and, and look, and, you know, I live in Oxford. You live in Oxford. Sure. Uh, a lot of Ole Miss fans here. Mm-hmm. Okay. As I've discussed, I'm not a fan of anyone. Um, fans chalking this Kentucky game up to a dub. And is, in fairness, most aren't. Well, the ones I, I, we, I need to talk to your people. Though. Okay. Uh, a lot of people just, oh, we're going to be this, this going in. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah. like there is a good chance that you may be an underdog in that game. Ole Miss may be an underdog going that, into that game. I wonder what that betting line will be. My guess today would be Ole Miss minus one. Ole Miss minus one and a half. It's going to be really, really close. Here's the only thing about Kentucky is on the road against SEC West teams, they they haven't been particularly good. I throw, as from a coaching standpoint, you those throw that stats out. like that are useless as yeah. tits on a chicken. I mean, they just – because it's a different team every year. Nobody gives a shit. There's, no, there's never right, been right, – right. as a coach, I'd, oh, guys, hey, we got to play harder this week because – you know, the University of Kentucky has never won a game on the road, you know, under 50 degrees weather and against the SEC West team when it's raining on turf. It, it, you know, nobody gives a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. And the kids, look, kids don't even know, and and, and we don't I mean you've talked about yeah, this probably, yeah. but I made a reference to a Top Gun movie the other day to my, my uh, kids' 14-year-old baseball team. They looked at me like I had horns coming out of my head. They never I, – I'm not going to say what I was about to say, but – they they look at you like you're crazy. The yeah. kids don't know. They don't uh, know what happened last year. Yeah. I mean, really. If you asked who won the like, they won't remember what happened the COVID year that they lost. They missed a field goal. I mean, because most of the kids are new. They really will not remember those things. Yeah. So yeah, I throw those stats out the freaking window. It's 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 year to year. 
what do you think of Levis? Forget the forget the hype. Forget all yeah. that stuff. As a quarterback, what do you think of him? I think he's uh, experienced, solid player. Takes care of the football, like you, we talked about earlier, as a, as a pro style, prototypical guy. Uh, he just hasn't come out of his shell. I guess he hasn't got to what you think he is. Right, and, and I think he he's got it. He's got the talent. Yeah, he's just it's like you know when example Matt Corral. We were talking about him a year ago. You knew he'd already shown what he can do. Sure. Right. I don't think, you know, of course, we had to knock the mistakes down. It was kind of the same thing where he, because, you know, Matt had thrown a bunch of picks in some games leading up to this year. Hey, we got to, you know, make better decisions. So for me with Levis, it's, it's got to be, okay, we're going to, you know, do a little more pushing the ball downfield, being a little more accurate in our, in an intermediate game, uh, you know, RPOs, things like that. But it's such a, uh, pro style offense. I think that's why the draft stuff is coming up because he's the terminology and the complexity of the offense and things like that that he is uh, has value. But I look, I, I think he's a upper echelon quarterback for sure. Is he the best one? No, I don't think so. But yeah, I'm glad I, if he's on my team, I'm not like kicking him off the team or anything. I'm glad he's in my room. I'm glad he's on my team. Yeah, there are. Yeah, he he played for most everybody. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's you can make some arguments based on systems and things, but you know, I would say he is. I mean, he's a top ten quarterback in the country. I mean, I think that's fair. Tennessee at forty to one. Any, Love it. You do. Love okay. it. All right. Tell me. I why. like. I like. I like A and M, and I like uh, Tennessee. So Chase is be thrown up in his mouth when he hears it. Heupel's okay. <laughs> uh, listen. Everybody loves to take the shots, and maybe the NCAA is going to hammer them, and this is all going to fall apart. But when are they going to have time? Because they got all these other investigations they're doing. Yeah, I know. Tennessee is, from a talent standpoint, they're building it fast, well, and I and I like Hendon Hooker. People are like, here's the nobody's talking about this. Why were they on probation? Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Why Why are they? Why did the guy get fired? I don't even remember Tyler. If I'm honest, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I think it was because he was recruiting really good players. He's got a pretty damn look. They can say what they want to about Jimmy Pruitt. He's a ball coach and he knows how to recruit. That that he didn't just come into a, like a blank canvas where everybody sucked. Oh no! I mean, you know what I mean? Like he well, came I mean, in. You go back and remember, look at the Ole Miss Tennessee game last year in Knoxville, and and oh, it was a great game, one of the best games of the year. And I mean, if Matt Corral, it's one of two games last year that I sometimes I, I think Ole Miss fans appreciate it. I. Matt Corral was damn near perfect. <laughs> Otherwise, they lose. And I swear to you, that was his Heisman moment, and it got overshadowed by the end of the game with the crowd and all that shit. It did. It, it, it like, did. if that doesn't happen. It's, like, a, it's a different conversation. And he got hurt, too. Yeah, and, and that, he, well, wait, he came back. And just yeah. you know, sucked it up. But anyway, that's near the here. That's, that's history. But, dude, Tennessee, like, they're a good football team. Josh Heupel has plenty of swag. You're talking about offensive, you know, you look at the offensive production he's had over his career, okay? Their second year into a system, they got coaches, they got they got their coaches back, they got their quarterback back. Your second year in a system, you're recruiting well. you got an NIL machine going. Yeah, and um, they've been successful in the portal. They're, they and Ole Miss are among four teams fighting for Jalen Robinson still, and Jalen Robinson's a difference maker for Ole Miss. He's a difference maker for Tennessee if they land him as well. Yeah, like I don't know – I have no idea why these guys are at 41. So we're talking about with Florida and Ole Miss at 33 to 1. I have no idea how Tennessee's down here. I think Tennessee, for me, I think Tennessee's the second best team in the West. I mean, excuse me, in the East right now. And going into the season, and I'm not going to be, I mean, like, that's the team. 
we talk about Georgia, right? That's a matchup nightmare for Georgia when Hypo gets this thing rolling because it's a team that can score points, okay? And if Georgia's struggling on offense and scoring points like they did in some, some games last year, I think this could be the year. And so for me, Tennessee is a no-brainer, big value bet right there. I like it, man. I don't know. They always play Georgia early, right? Yeah, they, well, they play them late this year in November. I was oh, pulling up their right. schedule. So, so so their SEC schedule is <coughs> Florida at home, at LSU, Alabama at home, t- Kentucky at home, um, at Georgia, Tennessee uh, – I'm sorry, Missouri at home, at South Carolina, at Vanderbilt. So from a scheduling standpoint, I mean, obviously, if you're trying to win the East, you'd, you'd rather have Georgia at your place – than having to go to Athens right. in, in November and win. But you you get Alabama at home. You get Kentucky at home. You get Florida at home. I'm not, not terrible. It kind of reminds me, I know we got some Ole Miss, a bunch of Ole Miss fans obviously listening. It kind of reminds me of when Freeze got to Oxford for the first time. Yeah. You know, kind of started off 6-6. Six and six. You got the NIL machine going back then too. And <laughs> and you getting, getting getting good players. And and you start turning around and you become a, you know, a national contender year in, year out until, you know, other things happen. Other things did happen. But they, they also got other things coming to Tennessee, too. So it's very similar. If you look at it, they got yeah. things coming. It's just a matter of when. And it's a very similar track. Got excitement. Got the NIL machine going. And uh, we're good to go. But I like them. Man. I do. I, I, I think they're going to be a good team. All right. And they are not a quick client. Just so for the record, I just like them. Yet. <laughs> yet. LSU a quick U client? Yet? They are. Okay. So we'll talk about them. Yeah. We got most of them on here. LSU at 50 to 1. <sighs> Look, I think they're going to be a good team. I do. They're going to be better. It's, it's, it's difficult for me to envision a scenario in which LSU wins the SEC. All right. Fill me in. <laughs> hey, I'm cynical, so fill me in. All right, I, I think the LSU, everybody's hating on LSU from last year, right? No, but I'm not hating on LSU. I'm saying we're talking about winning the league. Well, we're also talking about 50-1. to 1. I, I, I get it, but we're talking about winning the league. Give me a scenario All right. where LSU wins the league. Let me ask you a question. Okay, go for it. Do they have good players? Do they have good enough players to win the league? <sighs> I don't think so. Really? I think they have a lot of talent, but I don't think they're in the same ballpark with Multiple teams, and then I don't. All right, let's take out Alabama and Texas A and M because that in Georgia because they don't they're better than everybody. Are they? Do they have as much talent as everybody else? Yeah. So they have a puncher's chance talent wise, correct? Okay. Do they have coaching? Yes, they yeah. do now. They upgraded coach remarkably, and they have three quarterbacks that can play the game. They do. They they do. They they're okay at quarterback. Yeah, they they got a shot to figure that out and be okay at quarterback. So my point is that they have I, – I think they have the players. I think they're as talented as anybody. All right? I hate their schedule. From a winning, I, from a winning the league standpoint, I hate their yeah, schedule. But, you, I mean, is there anybody's – I mean, can you really – I mean, this is what I always laugh about when the schedule stuff, all the conversation, because we're going to spend, what, the next three months, two months talking about all that? Yeah. But, who, schedule, who likes their, who likes well, their SEC but, schedule? Like, I like, <laughs> I like Kentucky's a lot yeah. better than, than LSU's. But it could be – but you know how it is. It's like – Probably a year ago or two years ago, whatever it was, when Lane first got here or his second year, they were probably like the COVID year, right? Yeah. They're probably like, oh, I love having Ole Miss on my schedule. Woo! Sure. Well, it turns out to be different. There's always one of those teams. Kind of like Arkansas last year. Yeah. Everybody chalked up that Arkansas game as a dub. 
there's always like you I always laugh is like I would do the same thing. I look at our schedule, like, yeah, we got yeah, awesome. And oh, then sure. you're like No, it's brutal. The league's we brutal. always play the yeah. team. We yeah. always get the crossover of the team that decides to show up and play this year. Sure. Um, well, even last year, like for Ole Miss at the end of the season, they looked at Vanderbilt and well, they thank God it's a break. And it turns out, I mean, they won the game, but they had to really work for yeah. it. Yeah. So there's I guess my point is it's like every schedule sucks to I mean there's never like you never really know you're you're going based off last year but But this one uniquely sucks. <laughs> this is I mean their schedule is this. They 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 open they open SEC play with Mississippi State. So you got to get ready for a complete they, And they don't they don't play them. They haven't played them well with Ed, but I think it's a different story this year, but we'll see. Okay. Then they got to go to Auburn. They get Tennessee at home. Um they got to go to Florida. They get Ole Miss at home. Get Alabama at home. Got to go to Arkansas. Got to go to A and I, I don't like the schedule. The schedule, the home road thingy, just doesn't work for them. Yeah, because I can I can find three losses there, even if they're a good team, and three lost teams aren't going to play for the title. No, 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 and I agree. I'm just saying from a fifty to one standpoint. Sure. Um, they have the players, they have the coach, and they got and they don't have a quarterback problem. They really don't. Garrett Nussmeyer, I've known the kid since he was eleven years old. All right, his dad and I worked together. I mean, I think he can play. You got Miles Brennan can play. You got the Howard kid that can play. He's a, like the fourth team guy is pretty good. Yeah, and right, Daniels. Jaden Daniels, Daniels yeah. from Arizona State. So, and look, people, and you mentioned it earlier, people sleep on Brian Kelly because he says family in a, in a unique way. Yeah. The guy can coach football. He was at Grand Valley State and won there. He went to Central Michigan, won there. He went to Cincinnati, turned that place around. Then he went to Notre Dame. And where they hadn't won in a while, and got them straight to the national championship game. Yeah, I mean the guy can coach football. Oh no, he's very good. Okay, and I, yeah, and he's very good. And he's had, and that's kind of like when I always talk about Nick, right? Sometimes you look at head coaches, and they're usually sometimes they're only as good as their assistants. Yeah. Okay. There's been some examples of that I'm not going to call those coaches out, but there's been some examples of that. They're only as good as their coordinators. Mm-hmm. This guy's had a thousand coaches. Nick Saban's had a thousand coaches. But when you when you can win year after year, it's probably not the assistants. It's it's you. It's, it's you. It's your culture. It's your it's culture your scheme. is how you yeah. hold people accountable. Yeah. It's what you do. Look, I, I think the guy can coach. I think he's got great players, and people are sleeping on LSU because of what happened last year. Ed Orgeron's not the coach there anymore. Right. They're going to be better. I agree. And they have the players. It's why when people do the eight no thing with me with Ole Miss, I'm like, oh man, you're talking about beating Auburn, beating Kentucky, and winning in in. in that Death Valley, and it's just like ah, Ole Miss is not going to be eight. That. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, they're not. No, I think if you offered Lane seven and one right now, he would jump at oh, it. Oh shit! If you offered Lane six and oh, he'd jump at it. Yeah, I mean, so we can back this thing up as far as you want to. Sure, but I mean, you go on seven and one. Hell, I would build a statue. If he, if Ole Miss starts the season seven and one, they should build a statue of him right now. That's fair. I think I agree with that. All right, all right, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. All right, so you think LSU is fifty to one's a bargain? I'm putting twenty bucks on it. I'm gonna get my grand. I'm taking twenty bucks for a thousand and, and easy easy spent. All right, the next two. Here we go, baby. Yeah, I know where you're going here. I'm glad it's you doing it, not me, because I'd get beat up. Um, they'd be like, "Oh, you, you just become a fan since your kids go there." Stop. Um, Arkansas and Auburn, both sixty six to one. I'm not crazy about Who's Auburn. Who's doing these lines? Are they drunk? I don't know. It's Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I don't they do like, sell. They do I, have those weed dispensaries I, out there, right? They must I, be eating brownies while they're doing it. I don't like Auburn at sixty-six to one. I mean, it could be you could offer me Auburn at two hundred to one, and I wouldn't. Yeah, like that it. one's 
I will. I will talk about Auburn. Okay. You, want go, you want to do Arkansas? Yeah, but it's sixty-six to one. I don't hate Arkansas, and and here's why. Their schedule is this. This is their league schedule. South Carolina at home. You and I both like Carolina, but oh, they yeah. get them early and they get them at home. They get Texas A and M and the Jerry Jerry Dome, Jerry World. They get Alabama at home October first. Got to go to Mississippi State. Then they get a three-week respite from the SEC. They go to Auburn, get another respite from the SEC, get LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, and finish at Missouri. Look, it's a hard schedule, but that's navigable. And from a winning the SEC standpoint, so let's just play the game here like we did with Ole Miss. If you were to pull off the upset on October the 1st, the rest of that, where hey, you can lose once and still go. The rest of that's doable. Yeah, and I know we get, I know we talk about schedules, and like I said, we're going to spend the next what two months talking about schedules and sure. all that stuff. Like, got to talk about something else. Yeah, I know. I got to have something to talk about, right? But for me, from a coach's standpoint, once you get in the SEC, and it really doesn't matter. And and as far as yes, you should win, but it's almost a little bit of NFLish sometimes in the league to where. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Yeah. All right. Now, with all that being said, so to me, it's always about team versus team instead of saying because, like, you look up, they could lose to South Carolina. Like, oh, that's sure. possible. Sure. Right. And so sure. that's where I have a hard time with. And then the other thing is, I'm basing my opinions now based on what I saw last year, and with the portal, that's the thing that's going to get everybody this year. Yeah. The portal and having these new fresh bodies that are. Players that are eligible to play, you have yep. to think about it a little bit differently yep. from a team. But Arkansas, like I, I literally, I was like, it's sixty-six to one. Were they drunk? I mean, for me, that's the I'm up there in the twenty to one stuff in my head. I think it's a huge value at sixty-six to one. What do you like about their roster? They they have basically everybody that matters back except for Traylon Burks. Yeah, which is an easier position to replace. Like I can replace a receiver. They did lose a little bit up front on defense. That I think that's if if I had to find a, an Achilles heel for them, it wouldn't be people do the KJ thing. I'm like KJ put up really good numbers and, and he's probably fine. They've got really good running backs. They're good up front. They'll replace they they they're not going to replace Burks, but they've got the pieces to replace his production. Very similar to Ole Miss, right? Because they run a similar scheme on defense, right? That scheme, and this is why I'm saying what I'm saying, is it's easier to replace those guys up front Okay. in that particular scheme. If they were a four-down scheme, like three downs a lot easier to replace guys, um, and especially that particular scheme because you're really not asking a whole lot out of those guys. Now, you need your edge guys. Right. Okay? Like Sam Williams. He's got value. Sure. Okay? But if I asked you name name the starters on the uh, – you know on Ole Miss's defensive front on game six, you wouldn't remember because they didn't they, – they do their job. They show up when they plug – but they're not like the old school four three guys that you need to have a badass three technique, right? You know, and that oh, we lost him. We, we lost Warren Sapp. That was an old school four three guy. Hey, we lost Warren Sapp. We're in, we're we're in shit and trouble. So in the three down stuff, I think they're easy to replace. One is one less guy to replace, and then two, what they ask of them is basically just get in the way and let our linebackers right. make plays, right? Okay, which is why I worry about Ole Miss's linebackers in this game of right now. Yeah. They got to have an edge guy, which they, they you know Cedric Cedric's good. I think Cedric's going to be really good. But I think anyway, I'm set off to say this is I think their weaknesses or what they've lost can be replaced a lot easier than the normal. Oh shit, we lost this guy. You know, 
if you lose a quarterback, that's a big loss, right? It's just they they lost the people in the right spots to keep building. I think people talking about last year. I think people forget how close they were to kind of having a really special season. Mm. Like you know, I mean, we talk about the Ole Miss game. I mean, the balls, Alabama. yeah, the balls in the air. They played Alabama better than most people played Alabama. Yeah. Um, you know, they 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 got whacked at Georgia. I was at that game. That was uh, that was one at that moment. I went to go see her good friend that used to be the head coach here. Stayed with him and his family and went to the game. That was when I knew in the first quarter. I was like, they're winning. It. There it was. Yeah, they, they, what they did. Nah. Yeah, what they did to to Arkansas's offense was so personnel based and scheme based. It was criminal. It was just, it, yeah. Like they should have been arrested. Yeah, and there, there were. But my point is that you know you look around the league and there not many teams. Nobody else could do that. Even Alabama. Yeah. Because they just couldn't physically handle them. And we'll get to this in a minute. They've got some other metrics kind of going their way. But look, do I think Arkansas is winning the SEC? I don't. I don't think Arkansas is getting to the SEC championship game. But if you told me, hey, if you told me. Put twenty bucks on something, and I got to be sure. Sixty six to one. Put twenty bucks, and and go see if you can win. What's that? 12, 12 13, 20? Yeah, you win. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Look what at you doing? in the math. I look. You tell you've been hitting up stuff. Yeah, I'm a. I am a math guy. You, People don't realize that. You're CEO now. You have to, math. You have to be a, a math history guy. buff. English, I can't help you with if you can't tell. Can't I'm a history. Car. I'm a history buff too. I'm, I I'm trying to get out of the habit of going down YouTube holes on. History stuff and look up Quickly. and it's like four hours are gone. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about South Carolina? We talked about. Well, we got to talk about Auburn first. I can be quick on here. Look, I think they got who's the quarterback. They got to figure out who the quarterback is between Finley. Talking about Auburn. Yeah. Um, Finley, Ashford, and Calzada. Who's the quarterback? You know, Robbie Ashford, who was committed here. Uh, who famously, I don't know if I haven't told the story. I told the story on here. I know the story. I, I don't know, know that it's been told. Uh, it'll be good for the fans. Uh, I was actually at the Full Moon Barbecue in, um, in McCalla, Alabama, right across the street from McAdory High School in a little break when uh, we got the phone call that we'd been fired. So yeah. that was, uh, and we were on our way to go see Robbie Ashford for a home visit. So that was, uh, I always remember, anytime Robbie Ashford's names come up, I remember that. That's, I, had a, I had one of those cookies, you know, that the half dip with a uh, chocolate on there. Have you ever had Full Moon Barbecue? I have. Okay, the, the cookies are just fire. Okay, like I could eat. Ten dozen of them right now. Um, so I had my face stuffed full of uh, of uh, chocolate chip cookie. When there was a little tap on the window, and it's like, and then went back to the airport and came back to Oxford. And the tap was the your, tap was your, your boss at the time. Did, yeah, was my boss at the time. Said we need to go, and him and I got back on the plane and came back to Oxford. So yeah, that was fun. Robbie Ashford, a uh, good player. He was committed to us, by the way. Um, so between those three, who's the who's the guy? Don't know yet, but I'll tell you this. Okay. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to piss a lot of people off here. Not piss them off. They're just going to go think I'm crazy. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. I don't think that's crazy. Carson. So he fought, he was a couple of coaches behind us at Arkansas State. Okay. So I've, I and and at that time it was like boom, boom, boom. People are leaving every year. So a lot of the guys that I recruited and coached played for him. Know him. Oh, quickie client. <clears throat> um. So. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do think what they're doing, he's doing it his way. I mean, he's a ball coach. I think they're going to be a little bit better than they were last year. There's not a lot of expectation, from the obviously, from the boosters. Um, but this kind of happened with, Tuber, with Tuberville back in the – you were probably covering him at the time. Yeah. They tried at, to run his ass out. And then they had a 
a renaissance. They had a renaissance, and the players kind of galvanized around Tuberville. Yeah. And then a year later, they're freaking undefeated in the goddamn. Yeah, no, that they should have won national championship. Yes, that was a supremely talented football team. Yeah, but people didn't know that when they were trying to run his ass off. Right. Which I always thought was so weird because I'd covered that team. I'm like, man, you guys are. This is a really talented team. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that was Carnell Williams and Ronnie yeah. Brown and Jason. Now, did Campbell. they have that? No. Right. 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 But and their schedule's really it's hard. hard. But look, they're tough, man. I mean, he's going. He, like, listen, he to, listen, coach. listen to this run. Yeah, I looked at it yesterday. Listen to this run of games for Auburn. And again, we're talking about winning the SEC. Yeah. So it means you're winning damn near all of these games. Starting October the 1st, <laughs> God, this is unbelievable. You talk, somebody hates them. Starting October the 1st, their schedule is LSU at home, at Georgia, at Ole Miss. They could get a weekend off. Arkansas at home. At Mississippi State, Texas A&M at home, and they got Alabama somewhere. And I, I mean, I mean that's brutal. You know, I like you know. Obviously, I uh, sat the bench and watched everybody else play there, but I was there. You know, the thing about <clears throat> Auburn that I don't like when they change all this stuff is we used to always have George and Alabama at the end, right? Yeah. And I mean, look, us for years, those have been the two you know, you know, predominantly dominant teams in the league for both sides. That was a you know rivalry game once both rivalry games, but there's both permanent opponents and they had them at the end of the year. And so when you look, Auburn can build momentum all the way to the end and like try to carry that momentum for the last two weeks. When you go and you have to play Georgia early, I mean it just if you don't win that game, it kind yeah. of kills it a little bit. Yeah. But look, I, I think sixty six to one is probably a little too high. I probably I wouldn't bet on there. Um, it's not a, it's probably about where it's supposed to be, maybe a little worse. Uh, but look, I think they're going to be better. Um, I think. I think they win seven games somehow. I don't know. Don't explain it to me. I just have this weird thing because he is a ball coach. People don't really. That's why he got hired because the guy can coach football. I think he's back. And it's for a year tough three. place to go win. I think he's back for year three. Okay, I do. All the hot takes. Today. Yeah, I do. I think he's back for year three because everybody's. I mean, nobody's giving the guy a chance in hell, and I think they've kind of made their bed financially. I think he's back for year three. I think he does enough. Now, if he falls flat on his ass, then no. But I, I, I find I don't know why I think that. But I think they're good enough to where they can. They're probably going to win some games they're not supposed to, and they're going they're going to find a way to be a little bit better than last year. Seven and five, maybe. If they're in, I mean, if, if a snowball's chance in hell, they go eight and four. But I think they're a little bit better than what they were last year. All right, I think we can <clears throat> wrap some of this, but the odds part here: South Carolina, Mississippi State, Missouri, Vanderbilt. They're not winning the SEC. It's not. It's not happening. Vandy's at five hundred to one. Yeah. All right. I would rather go so I, this weekend. We yeah. got a baseball tournament, and uh, we're playing Billington, Tennessee. Okay, big tournament. I would rather take one dollar. That at the USA. It is big time facility. By yeah, the way. yeah, love it. But I'm going to take one dollar, and instead of instead of betting on Vandy, <laughs> yeah. So at five hundred to one, I'm going to give it to my six year old Knox, and he's going to go buy two Airheads. So I think that's you know money at the concession stand. It's so a better I, investment. I think it's a better investment. It's going to get something. It's going to get the yeah. Airheads. Like Vegas is missing a great opportunity here. They should make this thing like five million to one, and see if someone will. Well, no, everybody. It's just like the. I mean, everybody will bet on it. The horse, and then you just make your money. There's yeah. a zero chance, yeah, in hell, that Vanderbilt's winning the SEC. I will kiss your ass at high noon on Sunday and give you an hour to draw a crowd if they win the SEC. I wouldn't even want that though. I know I, you yeah, get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, right. 
If it does, you don't have to do that. We're good. <laughs> we, uh, we'd have to figure something, <laughs> figure something else out. Uh, South Carolina at 100 to 1. Forget the odds for a minute, though. Uh, I do think this is a team people are sleeping on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk a lot about the transfer portal here with what Ole Miss has been able to do with it. South Carolina was very effective in the transfer portal as well. And they get Spencer Rattler, who I know was not good last year, but he was damn good the year before that at Oklahoma. Um, they've got some pieces back. I love the culture he's building there. The fans get super excited. It can be a hard place to play. Very difficult. Again, not winning the SEC. That's not happening. Yeah, that's right. not happening. But if you told me they went eight and four, I'm not. I don't. I, I kind of buy it. Wouldn't argue with you. If you, if you, I would. Okay, cool. Look, they they got better every week last year, and they were doing it with a freaking GA at quarterback. Okay, so now you got a kid. Now look, Spencer Rattler's had his issues, and he is a. And you know, I wouldn't have wanted him on my team, not because of his talent, but 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 you know everything else. But maybe the kid's grown up a little bit because it happens with kids. Sure. Um, and two is this is his last opportunity because there's no more going back in the portal, right? Well, if he wants to play in the league, he's got to make South Carolina work. He's got to make it work. Yeah. And he's talented enough. And now they got a talented quarterback. I love, and they got better every single week. Yeah. You know, and here's the thing that kills me is what all these teams that did bad last year, South Carolina went to a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And dominated in a bowl game. Yeah, and because he got the mayo mayonnaise bath and stuff, and yeah. he, he feels about mayonnaise the way I do. Yeah, you don't like mayo? Oh God! Oh, it's good shit. So I like it on my sandwich, chicken mm. sandwich especially. Look, oh. we need to get you. A, I will make you since I'm I'm a redneck from Alabama. I'm gonna make you a fried bologna and mayonnaise sandwich. They get your mind right. Look at you. You'll be saying family and all I, that stuff before it's all said. I'd lose some weight, <laughs> but. But anyway, look, he, 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 they got better every single week. They went to a bowl game. Everybody's thinking they suck. I mean, they didn't get – I mean, Muschamp got – I mean, Muschamp's a pretty good coach. Yeah. They get ran out of there because they can't get to a bowl game. They're going four and eight. This guy – No, with, he did it. With a GA at quarterback. I don't yeah. think anybody understands it. Yeah, no. A guy that was coaching football and, was, and had like 8,207 picks at Bowling Green quits football to go become a GA – and then, oh, we don't have any quarterbacks. Come play quarterback. For yeah, us. we need you to go ahead and we pad you, up. Yeah, we need you to pad up. What a story. Yeah. They go a bowl game with that. Yeah. Like, now he's got Spencer Rattler. I, I think they go, they improve by two, eight, and four. Their schedule, they get Georgia State at home. It's a win. They get the tough game at Fayetteville. Georgia State, quick, you climb. They get um, Arkansas at, in Fayetteville. Uh, they get Georgia at home. Some people are. Quick, you climb. Some people are. <laughs> Is South Carolina client yet? No, they aren't. I haven't. I have. I have not. Uh, we've got a Zoom schedule, but no. They, okay. Not yet. I don't know what to wait on. I'm, I'm pumping them up. Let's go. Yeah. They get Georgia at home. It's tough. Uh, Charlotte at home. South Carolina State. Then they go to Kentucky. They get A and M at home. Uh, Missouri at home. At Vanderbilt. At Florida. Tennessee at home. At 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 Clemson. It's a tough. It's a tough slate. Yeah. So. Yeah, they got a tough schedule, but they did like they do every year. You're never going to like like their schedule. They go eight and four. I like it. Book it eight and four. Over under losses, whatever that is. All right, we didn't touch Mississippi State. Let's do it. Uh, they got to do that, right? Yeah, two hundred to one. Quick client. There you go. <laughs> two hundred to one. Is Ole Miss a client yet? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Mississippi- I like how you throw that in there, Zinger. Yeah, um, we'll talk later. Yeah, <laughs> Mississippi State at uh, at two hundred to one. They're not winning the West. They're not winning the West, but. I get. Why is it that bad though? I don't know. I don't know why. I was. I, mean, getting, I was you. literally about to ask you why is Vegas so down on them because they have some things going for them. <laughs> yeah, they got all their coaches back in, which we'll get to in a minute, and their quarterback back. Um, 
They were good on defense a year ago. Not great, I but don't good. No, why? I feel like I'm missing something. They lose Cross at, at tackle, and he okay. was important. Yeah, but you don't agree. But in that scheme, you don't have to have. I don't like. It's like this whole you know when we got our ass roasted about this Nakobe Dean thing going to Georgia, right? There's certain positions that they help you win, but they don't cost you games. Sure, quarterbacks cost your ass games. Yeah, you does that make sense? Like yeah. there's certain positions that help you win. Like I've never have you ever gone? Hey, hey, look. The reason Alabama won the well, Alabama is going is not going or Alabama uh, wins national championship because they have a great left tackle. Like there's not it helps, okay? It definitely helps. But how was Northern Iowa's? What was their record last year? I don't know. Their left tackle was probably the best left tackle in FCS football, but they didn't win the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, sure. there's positions around it. Look, I, I think they're again. I'm not saying they're going to win the thing, but are they the third worst team in the league? See, I'm, I don't think so. I'm higher on Rodgers than a lot of people. I, maybe it's because I, I, I saw him play. I watched that game in person, Mississippi State and Arkansas and Fayetteville, and Rodgers was just really good. Made a couple mistakes, but I don't think they're I don't think they're the 12th best team in the league. I think they're the 7th best team in the league. Okay. 7-8. Yeah. I don't think they're 11th. I think they're they're down a couple spots where they need to be. Um I mean, look, I mean, are they twice as bad as South Carolina? Oh, I don't think so. Are they three times as bad as Auburn? Are they seven times as bad as Ole Miss? Well, they whipped Auburn a year ago, and now they get them at home. Yeah, I don't I, don't. I mean, there's – I mean, the, if, you, if you want to get – Their uh, schedule is they get Memphis, Arizona. They go to LSU to open league play. They get Bowling Green at home. They get Texas A&M at home. They get Arkansas at home. They go to Kentucky – to Alabama, Auburn at home, Georgia at home. It's a tough schedule. And then uh, East Tennessee State and then uh, at Ole Miss. Egg bowl, Egg bowl decides if it's 6-6 six six or 7-5. Yeah, I'd buy that. And that, I said this on the Tuesday Oxford Exxon podcast. If Mike Leach goes 7-5 and five and loses to Ole Miss a third time in a row, that, that, that it's, it's going to start getting squirrely over there. You it's, think? Yeah, I don't. The way their culture is at that place. I think they like him there, though. I do, too. But I don't think they ever embraced Moorhead. You know what I mean? But the, cult, but the culture there is such that you have to beat Ole Miss some. Hell, Moorhead beat, them every, beat Ole Miss every year, right? And got his ass fired? I think that's right. Yeah. Like, I think it's a fit thing. I think they like him there. I mean, everybody thought it was going to be a crazy fit. I think they like him. Yeah, I think so. I think they're. I think they're – What's the best way to put this? I think when they went back-to-back with Moorhead and Leach, maybe they realized kind of what those middle-tier tier jobs are. Yeah. Um, you go 7-5, and 8-4, I'll go to the Outback Bowl and do it again. There's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. I just – I don't know. We'll see. They're they're one of the teams that I kind of have a big question mark on. Like, yeah. I don't know what I don't know I don't why know it's that be. bad. That's my question. Yeah. It should be better. I don't know why it's that bad. I guess that's my big Okay, so I'm going to the list. Going to the list. I need right. to. I need to find. I need to find the list. Let's see. Um, I already got it right here. This is so, a this is a critical list, by the way. This is teams. Let me, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this different way. I can read it better. This is teams that are returning. Their starting quarterback from a year ago the head coach, 
and both coordinators, offensive and defensive, not not special teams coordinators. And that list, here are the teams. I'll read through it real quick. Not long. So much turnover in football now. Who are you talking about? Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, this is in alphabetical order. Before anybody thinks that I'm picking favorites. No, actually it's not, though. But I'm with you. I don't know what order it's in, but it's not alphabetical order. Okay, well, the second I, team's Utah. Oh, the, oh <laughs> no, I found, a, I found a different Oh, you got a different list. Yeah. I see. But you got the same teams. That, yeah, I think yeah. you just alphabetized it. Uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Boise State, BYU, Coastal Carolina, probably a team to circle nationally, uh, Houston, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Miami of Ohio, Michigan State, Mississippi State, North Carolina State. By the way, a team that I sneaky like in the ACC. Better not sleep on the Wolfpack. I'm telling you. I don't know what their odds are to win the ACC. That might be where I put my 50 bucks. Yeah, that's a good that's a good bet. Uh, North Texas, Oregon State, Stanford, Tennessee, Utah, Utah State. So both of the Utah teams. So, Maryland not on there? Uh, Maryland was not on here. Yeah, yeah, Maryland. I'm sorry. Yeah, right there. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah. So in the SEC, it's Alabama, Arkansas, uh, Mississippi State, Tennessee. That is correct. Those are the four teams in the SEC that return head coach, both coordinators, starting quarterback. How big of a deal is that? And then I'm guessing that's a big deal early in seasons. Big deal early. If you if you like to wager on games, um, this is you take this list and you look at you look at lines. Um, one right at the gate. I can go ahead and tell you the Utah Florida game. I'm going to be looking at. I know. I love it. I'm going to be looking. At that I love it early. Um, I'll tell you another one that I really like, and I'm going to get beat up for doing it. I love Arkansas over Cincinnati. Oh, they're going, yeah. yeah. Cincinnati loses so much. A lot. A lot. A lot. So much. Um, but, you know, Vegas will probably have that one figured out pretty good because of everything. I've but. seen an early line of eight, and that's that's about where I would put it. Arkansas favorite by eight? Yeah. Yeah, I was do that. That's, that's I don't. Not, I was hoping. I was hoping that they, six and a half. And let's have some fun. I was hoping they would start it at like five, five and a half, and I was going to put money on it. The Utah line is Utah minus three. I think at the swamp. Um, that game's that, a, that game's in site? that game's at a neutral site. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's say I like that heat and humidity early in the year too. But but anyway, long story short, is this his is teams are always in great shape though? Whittingham's. He's a really good coach, dude. I know, but I mean, that humidity is undefeated, untied, unscored upon. <laughs> I know. It'll, it'll, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Uh, oh, that is true. The, I think it's a really big deal, obviously, and that's why I was interested in this Mississippi State deal. It's like, kind of got your key, I call those kind of like your, your cornerstones. Sure. Okay. Your, your key foundation of what's going on. And if you've been, if you got this in place, if this is in place, that's your head coach, your coordinators, and your quarterback are in place, mm-hmm. then you got to look back to how are you building your depth, you know, and what's around it because you you got piece one figured out. Okay, you got the main thing figured out. So keep the main thing the main thing, which they have. Now what's what's coming in behind it, what you got, your foundation. That's why I look at a list like this and think about Alabama, that's scary. Um how, how unusual is that to have coordinators and a quarterback? I don't know. 
I wonder how many times that's happened. It hasn't happened many. It's it's one of the reasons why we do all this stuff about who's going to win the SEC, and I just keep coming back to Alabama's going to win the SEC. I mean, the only the only the the scenario is Alabama gets hurt, has a run on injuries. I mean, they'd have to get, and it's it's got to be bad. Um, I, I look at the list. Alabama's got it there. You know, Utah. Like I, I want to jump on the Utah train so hard, but every time I wager on Utah, they freaking let me down. Like you'll have a freaking Oregon State game or some whatever. It got me last year. I was pissed off. I had them in a freaking like a sixteen parlay, and it was Pac twelve at dark. They were the last team. I should have freaking, I should have like hedged my bet, and I didn't. And they just, I mean, just crushed me. Um, so they're one of those teams that I just that they're not dead to me yet, but it just they piss me off. Um, they did make me some money in the Rose Bowl, though. All right, uh, Michigan State. Look, <coughs> quick, you client. Uh, Michigan State is uh, what they're doing there. Ramel, he's recruiting at an elite oh, high level. Oh, big time! His culture is there. Big time. He's he's physical. Like what they're doing there, they're going to be good again. Um, they've lost a lot, but again, running backs are a dime a dozen sometimes, and you can go just like they are in the NFL. Uh, so you can find talent there, which they have uh, seen it. Um. Interested to see you know who I'm interested to see this year? Your Iowa Hawkeyes. Do they continue where they were last year? Or are they gonna be are they gonna be the eight and four, nine and three, or are they gonna are they gonna come back and contend? Well, we're consistent if we're nothing else at there. Iowa. That's what uh, we do. By the way, there. if you're if you're curious here, um odds for the Big Ten, so Ohio State's one to two. So there's no bargain there. Wisconsin's ten to one, Michigan's eleven to one, Penn State's twelve to one, Nebraska fourteen to one. Iowa twenty to one, Michigan State twenty five to one. That might be a good little bargain right there. Purdue at twenty five to one, Minnesota twenty eight to one, Indiana thirty three to one, and then the last ones. It's Illinois and Maryland are both one hundred to one. Northwestern's one fifty to one. Rutgers is two hundred to one. What if we like did a conference? We had like Rutgers, Vandy, and like. Just put them all. Like, like a soccer thing where you take the yeah. bottom teams and put them in one league. Northwestern, Army, Navy, Liberty. All right, I'm looking for the ACC. Can they get a courtesy chuckle there? <laughs> Liberty. <laughs> well, I was actually looking for something. I wasn't paying attention the way I should. All right, here's here's uh, here's the ACC. Yep. Clemson's 2-3, to three, so they're the prohibitive favorite. Oh. I know. And that's a lot of name. They have people betting on names there. Uh, Miami five to one. Bet it. I know. I'm telling people. I've been telling people they got elite quarterback. Hey, look at me. Culture. Look at me. I know. I know. Bet it. I I know. Maybe the best quarterback. People. Nobody's talking about. I know. Bet it. And when I say they have an nil machine, have y'all? I missed the oh, show by the way. We I did. We talked a lot. We're going to talk some nil in a minute. We talked about it some. Uh, Talk about my man, John Reese. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. They have a NIL freaking machine going. It's, it's one of the reasons Mario took the job. But, you know, some of these places have NIL machines going, but the coach is just an okay recruiter. You have the elite of the elite recruiters with one of the elite of the elite NILs. Yeah. They're getting dudes. And now they got coaches to go with it. I mean, you got Kevin Steele's your defensive coordinator. Look, that dude can coach some freaking football now. Pitt is 9-1. to one. No. No. NC State's 10 to 1. I'm telling you, this is a solid bet. 10 to 1. 10 to 1. Bet it. This is a solid those bet. Those are two my two. I, I think those are the two best teams right now. Uh, North Carolina, 11 to 1. 
You gotta replace a lot. They they got talent. Yeah. They just gotta replace a lot. Uh Wake is twenty to one. The guy's done a really good job. They're not winning yeah. the ACC, but he's done a hell of a job. Was that the guy that was supposed to come here? Or was that Dorn? It was Dorn. Okay. Uh FSU and Virginia, both thirty three to one. Who was the FSU and who? Virginia. Okay. Boston College is forty to one. Sneaky. They win games. They're they're like the uh they're like the South Carolina of the ACC. They win games in my opinion. Louisville sixty six to one. Virginia Tech eighty to one, Georgia Tech one hundred twenty five to one, Syracuse one fifty to one, and Duke five hundred to one. Duke and Vanderbilt, throw Duke in that conference too. Yeah, yeah. Vandy yeah. probably would like to play in that conference. Wow. They would probably just like cash to their check. And go they'd to like the to house. continue to get the check at least. Yeah, but yeah. Get the check. Who would I want fifty million dollars every year? All right. Um, NC State. I like NC State, Miami. Yeah, I like NC State there. Are they in the same division of the ACC? Because I don't understand all that. I'm not sure. They're talking about scratching the divisions there, right? I don't mean, I, uh, when it comes to the divisions and stuff, I, uh, except for the SEC, that's the only one that I know. But the rest of them, they switched too many times. And they changed conference alignments. Right. We've, gone this, we've gone this far. I'll, I'll get Big 12 and see what their odds are. Uh, let's see. All right, the odds for the Big 12, in case you're curious. Nope, that's not that's not it. That's ACC. That's not what I asked for. But you hate when Twitter doesn't cooperate. All um, the time. All right, here we go. Big 12. It's um, Oklahoma's the favorite at 7-4. to Thank you, Clint. Texas is uh, two to one. Interesting. It is interesting. Oklahoma State five to one. No. Uh, Baylor at fifteen to two, so seven and a half to one. Not bad odds. Not bad. Uh, Iowa State's at twelve to one. I think they lost too much. Um, TCU fourteen to one. Eh. Texas Tech forty to one. This league sucks. <laughs> Uh, West Virginia's forty to one, Kansas State's fifty to one, Kansas is three hundred to one. The sleeper, Kansas. West Virginia. Oh, you think so? Sleeper. He's not. Look, Neil's a good football coach. He's been acquiring talent. JT Daniels is there. Everybody's sleeping on him because he didn't do. He wasn't successful at Georgia, but he didn't really play bad. He just he got hurt and then got replaced. Everybody thinks the guy sucks. He he's transferring. He can spin the piss out of it. I think that system fits him better, what Neil's doing. Uh, they're going to be better. I would, you know, for – I mean, they're down the road odds-wise. If I was just betting for value right there, I mean, you got yeah, Oklahoma. 40 to, you're 40 to 1. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate Kansas State at 50 to 1. No. I mean, I think it's a wide-open league after Texas-Oklahoma. I mean, it's kind of like the SEC with Alabama-Georgia, right? But when Texas decides they want to play – Matter, they're all wasting their time because I guess they're they're happy that what's this league gonna look like when Texas and Oklahoma leave? Well, they'll have UCF and Cincy and all them in there by then. So yeah, no, it's saying this like hodgepodge of a, you know what I mean? Like, is it the, is it the new American? I mean, what are we? Doing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, are we really? Uh, I mean, I could make an argument that the Americans gonna be. You got these American schools going to the Big Twelve, but I can sit here and argue with you and tell you that the Americans gonna have more talent than the Big Twelve once those two schools. All right, we did all the other power ones. We'll just roll, we'll roll through this one fast. This is uh, it's the Pac-12. They play football? Um, they're going to do it one more time and okay. just see what they think. USC is a 2-1 to one favorite. 
Do they have to wear a mask out there while they play football? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you get COVID otherwise. Okay, I was checking. And if you get a mask, you don't get COVID. Oh, that's how that works. Okay. I wish um, I that. Yeah, Oregon's 11-5. to five. So, they like Oregon. Utah, 5-1. to one. Arizona State and UCLA both 17-2, to two, so 8.5-1. to one. Washington's 11-1. to one. Washington State's 33-1. to one. Oregon State, 40-1. to one. Uh, Cal is 66-1. to one. Stanford's 80-1. to one. Colorado's 200-1. to one. And Arizona is 500-1. to one. So, what did you say USC was? 2-1. to one. I think it's I – mean, they got it right. I yeah. It's Oregon, USC. Uh, Dan Lanning, good football coach again. They hire, it's unique what they've done, right? So the last two last two hires, instead of staying out west coast, Oregon's come back, come across the pond to the southeast and got a because the recruiting is totally different out there. Yeah, I mean, night and day. I remember being on the road and like that you'd see a coach from UCLA he'd be wearing shorts and and flip flops and have his kids with him while he's recruiting. Just different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not as intense. And so when Mario gets out there, it's like you know. Ripping and roaring, doing it, and start a lot of stuff up, right? I think Lanning is going to do the same thing. I think Lincoln Riley is going to do the same thing, except, you know, they both have, I mean, unless something's different that I don't know about, they're really the only two basically NIL machines out in the Pac 12. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of just, eh, you know, like UCLA doesn't, hasn't decided if they want to play football or not. It's a big year for UCLA. They got to figure this out and, and they got to watch USC do what USC is going to do, which I wonder if. Well, Too late. It is late. I do wonder if watching USC this year is going to say is going to force them to kind of have a come to Jesus where they go, hey, we we, we have to compete. This has been going on before NIL too now. I know. Like, I mean, Chip Kelly, good football coach. Yeah. And they're just pissing away the resources that they have um, as far as like they have talent and they're not supporting him. Um, bad admitted. I mean, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? I mean, you're in freaking Los Angeles. You're in the largest media market on the planet. And where are you doing with NIL? Okay, I was just checking. Like, what are we doing? Like, you're wasting – I mean, that's like that's like Bo Jackson deciding he wants to play golf instead of football and, and baseball. I mean, what are we doing? Anyway. All right, my, like, all right let's, let's, do, let's do NIL in the last few minutes we have. Uh, you you, me fired up. you got a 1 o'clock meeting. I do. So um, we're going we're to be, be quick here. Big 12? Big 12. Okay. Um, 1 o'clock meetings. We'll, we'll 10 minutes here, then we'll stop. I appreciate your time very oh, you much. Bet. They came out earlier in the week with, hey, we got to put some guidelines on this NIL thing. Collectives, boosters, they can't be involved in recruiting. That just, that just can't happen. We've got to get this under control. Hey, you can go. Uh, in fact, we're encouraging you, NCAA, to go and investigate and, 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 and find the egregious offenders and punish them retroactively. We've got to get this under control. This, 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 this can no longer be supported. Your thoughts? <laughs> Good luck with that. I mean, what are we doing? I, I and you know, whenever the podcast comes out, this it comes out today is what Tuesday it comes out Wednesday. I, I was so pissed off. I really don't know if I made sense. I was just so pissed off about it yesterday. Um, your your podcast home visit, yeah, home visit with Tyler Siski and Associates on your MPW digital channels. So, uh, what are we doing? I, I don't understand. I I really don't. I mean, I get I get that the whole idea was look. It can't be used as an inducement. And that's where I'm like, 
Man, shut up. It's what always did you think was going to happen. Well, it's always been an inducement. Now it's just a legal, <laughs> it's just an over, it's, it's, it's a oh. transparent inducement. The people, and I get it, and I, and I, I know I'm not, this is not me picking on Chase here because Chase is not saying this. Other people have though. Well, you know, when you do it this way, you say the quiet part out loud. Oh, okay, fine. To a, to a certain extent, yes. But the product's still the same product. It's still college football. The people are like, this is going to turn me off. No, it's not. You're going to go back. You've been doing this your whole life. Do you know how many times I've tried to quit the Chicago Cubs? <laughs> A lot. You do this all the time, and fall's going to roll around. It's so easy in May to go, you know what, man, this is just, I don't like the way this tastes. I'm not going to do it. September's going to roll around, and you're going to be all geeked up, and yet you're going to go to the Grove, or you're going to go to the, the, the uh, to Auburn, or you're going to go to the Quad, or you're going to go to Tiger Stadium, whatever, whatever team's yours, you're going to go to those games, and you're going to be like, oh, maybe this is the year, and you're going to do this deal like we just did with all these teams. Hey, all that has to happen is – and the first weekend, right. the first weekend's going to play out, and teams are not going to look great or whatever. You go, oh, here we go! And you're going to like LSU. Everybody was on LSU last year. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have overreaction Monday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. We're going to do it because it's Ready fun. To fire coaches after the second. Yeah, weekend. and I mean, it, 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 we're going to do this again. So the people that are like this is ruining the sport. No, it's not. It's the same sport. Yeah, I, I'm not going in. I don't. I don't think it's ruining the sport from a. From a fan's perspective, right? I don't think that's ever in danger. I think the product's always going to be the product. You're never going, you know, it's kind of like, you know, look, I was, you know, I had YouTube TV. You know, they they turned off. I don't, remember, I don't even remember what channel it was. I got pissed off. So I switched to Hulu for about a day. Then they got their contract worked out. And then I went back. It was ESPN right before football season. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't even remember. But Same thing, right? Good players have always gotten paid, Tyler. Allegedly. Allegedly. The good players have always gotten paid. You gotta say allegedly. I, I, but I don't. You, you, you do. <laughs> I don't. Good players have right. always gotten paid. You, the, 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 the mid-level programs have always lost players at the end to to bigger paydays. It's Correct. always happened. It's always going to happen. Correct. If you any <clears throat> any kid that's been committed to you for a while, if you're a mid-level program and you, and you lose them, they got paid. But it's really not because you didn't pay them. It's just you didn't pay them as much as the other person. They got a better offer. They got a better deal. All right, so but and so now the transfer portal, frankly, has kind of leveled that playing field somewhat. Now you're now you're getting where I was wanting to go with this. Okay, okay. So here's where they're trying to do all these solutions with NIL. Right, we're putting guidelines on it. By the way, if I don't know if you've talked about it, Ross uh, Dellinger, yeah, covering this shit really good. Yeah, he's Ross is excellent. I mean, like covering the shit out of it. Ross and Andy Staples are the two best people in, in, in co- covering college football. It's not close. Yeah. Like, I don't even like to read. I'll read his shit. Yeah. Like it. He's very, very good. All right. So, they, they come up with these guidelines, right, about NIL and, hey, we're not going to do booster involvement. But he, here's where, look, they, you're not – how do you fix NIL? You don't. You can't. Stop trying. Like, what are you doing? Are you going to go back and, ret- like, the retroactive punish? Like, I feel like – I don't know. I just feel like I'm playing cards with my sister's kids or something. I just want to slap the shit out of them because they don't know what they're talking about. And they're going to say, hey, we're co- like, here's what's happening. ADs and presidents, we're coming out of this meeting, and hey, here's what you're going to do, NCAA. NCAA is looking at them like, screw you. I mean, I won't say what I really want to say, but F you. I, I mean, we got enough problems. They're making suggestions. That's lost in this whole deal. It's not it's they're doing it. Guidelines. They're making suggestions. Right. Like, so you're going to go back. And here's why the NCAA can't do shit. So what happened ever yesterday was nothing. 
NCAA can't do anything because if they go to the first collective and they try to say, you can't do this, they're going to get sued into oblivion, which is what they're trying. This is why they're doing all the deregulation is because they got their ass sued last summer, which started this whole mess from the jump, and they can't do anything about it. So here's the only – if you want to fix it, there's two ways, and I don't think they're going to do the set the first way, okay. which is to let the schools pay the kids. Let them be employees. Let them be employees. Okay. Will it fix it? Yes. Do they want to do it? No. Why? Because for some reason they think, oh, that's going to create haves and have-nots. You're already creating haves and have-nots. Agreed. Okay, but that's uh, – What's the second way? Because right, that the first second way is probably not happening. It's not with the NIL. It's with the transfer portal. Okay. If you go back – and you say you're not immediate. If you take the it's not the portal. If you take the immediate eligibility out of it, you stop all this shit. See, you, what you just said was what Elia Drinkwitz basically said the other day. Um, well, somebody coach said it. Yeah. Good. So, maybe. well, what what Drinkwitz said was here's the mistake. The transfer portal, the, it, college football could have handled the transfer portal. College football could have handled NIL. It can't. It couldn't handle both at once. Well, yeah, they usually make like these altering rules, like they did it with the grading at qualifications system. And they, they make these rules every once in a while, but they're like once every five years, and you have time to adjust and all that. But they made these two just drastic chain, rule changes, but they actually are, are affecting the game. All right. And so all of this shit that we're doing with NIL and tampering with kids and paying kids this and this and this. And yeah. If they would just take away the immediate eligibility and the threat of transfer after one year, okay. The kids would probably care a little bit more about actually where they're going. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's like, how much do you pay me? Right. Okay. All right. This is literally what's going on yes. in the mind of it. Like, I don't know if the, I'm, I'm sure you've probably exhausted this on your show too, but hey, how much are you going to pay me? All right. But here's the mentality is, okay, they got a ton of money over here. Now I really want to go to school here. They got a ton of money. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go here and if they're going to pay me a ton of money, if it works out, great. But if it don't, I can get in the portal tomorrow and I can go here. Right. Like it's like. Okay, you know, when you're getting asked out on a date, like, man, she is she is crazy as hell, but she is hot as hell. Mm-hmm. But this girl, you know, she's cute, sweet as a button. She's cute. Like, I can deal with it, but she is hot as hell. It's like getting a hall pass, man. I mean, you, we've been married for a while. It's like if your wife gave you a hall pass. Are you going to go out with the ugly chick, or are you going to go try to you're gonna go try to get find old. the finest chick? Huh? I'm too old. Me it wouldn't too. matter I'm, anymore. I'm just saying, like, in our in our prime, right? But, yeah. Uh, well, no, what are we doing? Well, it's the, it is the thing. It is, hey, I... I you know what? I think I am going to go spend a little time with crazy. <laughs> and then when it doesn't work out. And spend it, and some it, time with crazy. And when it gets too crazy, I'll go, go back, back to, home. I'll go back to the girl next door. Let's go back home. Yeah. But if they she might a, be mad at me for a minute, but she'll take me. Yeah. She'll be mad at you. will be a hot minute. But that's. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. And then you got some programs that are the cute girl. And they're going, hey, I'm just going to talk to you. So when the crazy girl doesn't work out, come back. That's there's what no, we're dealing there's with. There's no doubt. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like I, I've literally and like and I've it, had people ask me, how come Ole Miss is bringing in some of these five star kids that that they can't get? And the answer is what you just said. Yeah, the answer the is girl. well, because one, you take a shot, but two, and and this is ninety percent of it, if not more, is because that kid might not work out at whatever. Something might go yeah. wrong, and you might make a really good destination as the rebound. Ain't no doubt. And the, but the, when it comes to NI, like this whole thing, I think you got to settle it the other way. And here's where I get really frustrated about the whole thing is, and I've talked to you off the air about this. I, I got a chance to meet with the NCAA and, and whatever that was, 18, I guess. And 
they were, hey, we're going to start this transfer portal. Give me your thoughts. This is how it's going to work. Da, 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 da. I don't know if I've told this one or not. I know I've told you. And I literally laid out what was going to happen. I said, it'll, it'll be fine as long as you don't grant immediate eligibility. Looked me dead ass in the eyes and said, oh, no, 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 no. We'll never do that. <laughs> and I said, because if you do, yeah. I said, literally, if it, it's going to take you about five years to figure out that you have a problem because you're going to kill your scholarship numbers in, in some places and you're not going to ever get back to 85 and then it's going to mess with your 25 initial. What, what rule got passed the other day? Yeah, just throw that out. Okay. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, it took it took. How like, many years it took, has it been? 18. It, it, oh, four. okay. Yeah. Checking. Yeah. And then I said, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm like, and they're like, oh, well, no, we'll never do that. Well, so here's the problem. I, where I was just arriving at Ole Miss. I said, but here's what you don't realize what you've already done last year is you let all these kids free transfer from Ole Miss and go to, that was the Shea Patterson, that mass exodus. Yeah. It was like seven starters. I said, you've allowed them to do that. And so if any kids got, and if I'm a coach and I want this kid to transfer and be immediately eligible, which is what we did, by the way, and what everybody else did, go lawyer up. Just lawyer up and say you have precedence. The NCAA don't want those lawsuits. Of course not. If you want to win the NCAA, like literally just hire a lawyer and you're good. Unless so, you're part of the Ole Miss investigation, that doesn't work. <laughs> but, yeah. So you agree with me that the genie's out of the bottle. The, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. It, it's over. Look, I spend a lot of time thinking about this shit. This is not like an hour. I mean, this literally ruins, runs my day sometimes. You can't fix it by putting guidelines on it. If you're going to tell me booster involvement and all that shit, that's great. That's that 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 tells me people that said booster involvement, I about was like fell out of the damn like yeah. The come hell on. you think's been going come on? on? Like man. come on, man. Yeah. Like what's up? What what do the coaches want? You talking to coaches all over the country? I mean, we, we've we've joked about it some today, but in all seriousness, your business has taken off, and you, you're you're talking to a lot of people. Yeah. What, what do they want? I think there's frustration on the coaches' level because of. You can't be involved, allegedly, with the NIL part, right? Allegedly. Allegedly, right? But sure. some of them are following the rules. Yeah. Okay, I will say that. This isn't... Oh, no. In fact, a lot of them are following the yeah, rules. Yeah, there's a lot following the rules. Yeah. There's a lot not following the rules. Sure. And I would say, if I had to guess, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say 70% aren't following the rules. Okay. Uh, but 30% are. I think the people that are the most frustrated are the people following the rules. That's usually how that works. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's what we're doing with this 85 thing, too, by the way. Um, but people whose collectives aren't organized are frustrated because they've been told by their ADs or their presidents to stay out of it. We got it. And they don't understand the sense of urgency to get the collectives organized or get that money in that. And they don't realize how big of a deal it is. And you see the people that are doing well right now, the people who had their, who had their ducks in a row when it started. Yeah. Okay. And now you have people, you know, and I, I, I've had – what, two phone conversations with two? One was an SEC school. Another one was a Big 12 school. And the last that quick you clients that we can consult. And, hey, how do I, how do we start a collective? What's that gif? Like, I'm talking about they're on this list that we talked about with odds of winning the league, right? That's kind of like the guy that's going to run a marathon, and the marathon's in a week. And he goes, hey, when should I start training? Yeah, cat, you, uh, you, you're in trouble. Yeah, but it's not even that. It's like you're going to have. It's what do you I mean? The number has gotten so astronomical, right? Yeah, that they can't compete for the recruits that they. And I know this sounds bad. The black market was so much easier. So much easier. because it was more affordable. More affordable for everybody. 
Yeah. The, as dumb as this sounds, the black market brought parity to college football. When people thought it didn't. Yeah, I'll have to get you to dive into that another time. Yeah, that's, it, a, that's, a, that's, that's a, a, good, a good segue to a future appearance. Yeah. you got to go. It's uh, always fun to visit with you. Really appreciate yeah, it. You bet. It was man. a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, again, thanks to the people at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating for making hand-raised guys possible. You're going to need them this week, by the way. Yeah, it's going to get hot. It's a hot one out there today, boys. It's going to get hot. going to get hotter. You know how this works. So if your AC is acting like it's not exactly perfect, you should call now. Don't wait till it's too late. Call now. Comer and Southern. The numbers are on the screen. We'll make this the Oxford Exxon podcast uh, in the morning. So have a great weekend. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for making us a part of your week. Until next time, for Tyler, I'm Neil. Take care. Perfect.